What's going on, world? We are back. Brand new episode of the Full Court Press Podcast. I'm your host, Pierre. Got my guys in the building, Matt and Riley. Man, How you guys doing? It, is, it is a good day, right? We got we got baseball starting back up tonight uh, when we're recording this. We also got Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Yeah, a fight hit. confirmed. Huge oh news. He, huge, huge sports day for Seattle, guys. Huge sports day for Seattle. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Now let me, let's break Take it away, Riley. Nate Robinson fight. Okay, it's gonna be pretty nuts. Uh, honestly, though, I, I gotta be honest. I watched uh, I watched a video one time of that kid of Jake Paul. Jake Paul, he's a fight. He, he's That's the a thing. Fight. He can really fight. Like he he's been training. Apparently, I read I read he's been training for like the last two three years, like straight. Like he's it's like a job for him on the side that he is trying to be like, like he is technically a professional boxer. Uh, but yeah, so that should be interesting. And I know Nate, I've seen him, I've seen like videos of him throwing and you know, he's a lot smaller, probably weighs less. He's very strong, very he's in great shape. But if you, it's boxing, so boxing is such a technical sport that it's like, if you don't like, I just hope that is going to make a difference though. Jake Paul, six, one, uh, Nate Robinson, five, nine. So there's what's that three, four inch difference. Yeah, and like that maybe jump over him, you know? Yeah, the wingspan is going to play a role. Um, I actually have a couple bets on this fight uh, with some coworkers on lunch. So I'm really hoping Nate Robinson brings the W because I just think Jake Paul's a punk and I want him oh, to lose. Sure. Oh, for sure. I'm in, the same, I'm in the same camp for sure. I need <laughs> Nate to win for for Seattle because uh, he's talked a lot of he's talked a lot of crap about it. Like he definitely like Nate's Nate's the reason this happened because he just kept pestering uh, Jake Paul about it. I kept I would see Nate like uh, post about it all the time. Um, so yeah, yeah that's great. Basketball related because Nate Robinson. So we're sticking to the pod. We're sneaking it in. Yep. Uh, also uh, sneaking in. This actually does make. This actually does add up. Basically, today the uh, Seattle uh, NHL hockey team uh, announced their name and like logo and colors and everything. Kind of gave them an identity, and they're the Seattle Kraken, which I'm down for. It's a weird name, but 2020 is a weird year, and I'm down for it uh yeah it had to be it had to be weird and so i'm into it uh the colors are great logos great they one of their secondary logos is the seattle space needle up top and then the bottom parts like an anchor and all i could think I like is that. how is it taking so long for someone well, that to design dope. that <laughs> like that's such an that's such a great logo i can't that's believe no seattle-based team has thought to do that yeah um, that's a good that's good for seattle my question for you riley is how the heck do they have a name before the washington football team has a name Oh yeah, and also that, that Man, connects to Seattle as well, in the sense that I'm sure the University of uh, University of Washington football team is furious <laughs> because <laughs> because now it's just Washington football team, wow. and that's literally what UW is. <laughs> so that's going to be weird for them. Um, but also the hockey team is important uh, from an NBA standpoint because I've been saying for a long time that once the hockey team is in place, which it has been, but now you're going to get extra buzz because they have an identity. We have colors. We have something we can root for now. Seattle always gets hype for new teams. They did it for the uh, Seattle Dragons when the um, uh, when that league when the XFL came back uh, and did that. Like they were had great attendance there. Sounders sell out all the time. Seahawks sell out. Uh, so yeah, so we definitely. Um, I'm I've been saying five years is my optimistic view of that, and uh, and that today just made me happy because it's like I get to see the I gain an NHL team, but I also gain a little more optimism that the Sonics will come back eventually we just need to prove once the arena comes out and the we can show how you know cutting edge it is and how amp seattle would be for an nba team adam silver will have to come looking eventually bring the sonics back oh, after too long dude yeah i'm tired of michael gibson taking shots at you bring the sonics oh man 
hey, Michael Gibson, this is a straight call out, man. Don't oh, ever come man. to me for Kevin Durant like that in the Sonics, man. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I told him last night, I said, hey, you know, I, you know, no hate here, but you also have to stare Jim Boylan in the face. Every night when you go to sleep, uh, behind Ooh. your eyelids is Jim Boylan looking right at you <laughs> for another 365 days, baby. Yeah, so just know that. Um, it's been 10 years for me, for my team. But, you know, a two years, three years of Jim Boylan might as well be like three decades. So Yeah, it's a, it's a good week for sports, nonetheless. We got baseball back, basketball back, hockey in Seattle. Yeah, it's just um, a good time. We got a celebrity boxing match. This is just a good week. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, man, it's also a great week for me because Russell Westbrook has arrived in Orlando, and I'm so happy he was at practice yesterday. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow or not, but just the fact that we got our superstars back. Yeah, just having them I'm, in place happy, right man. now is so, is so important. I saw I saw a video right. of him in practice, too, and he was, looked great. You know, he looked uh, – yeah. he was getting up. It was for a big dunk, I think, and he was, looked really good. So. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe just made it as well, so he has to quarantine for two days. Markeith Morris made it. A few other players that aren't there should be making it too. But I got to start this off with thoughts and prayers to Patrick Beverly yeah. and Montrez Harrell mm-hmm. of the Clippers. They had to leave for family emergencies. A lot of people are speculating that they're probably going to get some from a woman. But I Yeah, think it's weird that people serious. are going straight to that. Uh, you know, I guess that's the fun thing. Lou Will yeah, is a fun pretty, guy, and I think people are – or not Lou Will. Uh, Pat Bev and Harrell are both like uh, fun guys, but that's not – yeah, that's not uh, – I thought that was pretty crass of people to be assuming that. You know, it's like Zion too. It's like family emergency. Like It's like you believe it when it's Zion, oh, but yeah. then if it's Harold and Beverly, for some reason people don't believe that. But Yeah, yeah. the only person we should assume that for is Nick Young. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nick Young. And like I said, oh, I said Lou I mean, Will. Yeah. Just It was a little right. Freudian slip there. I said Lou Will because it was like – I just kind of assumed <laughs> if, it were, if it were Lou Will, I would actually consider. Yeah, doesn't he have two girlfriends? Right. He did at one point, yes, okay. and they, and yeah, it was, and it was a that great relationship. Apparently, there was never a problem. <laughs> so he's also a magician. It was on top an entanglement. Of it, was a, it was an entanglement. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was a long-lasting entanglement. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. You know, uh, it's good. Good for him to manage that. You know, uh, monogamy is great, but man, that uh, he if if you can make it work, yeah, he made it work. So good for him. Absolutely. <laughs> well. Who, you know who has been a good week for? The Lakers. And let me tell you why. Caruso is bringing back the Mamba mentality. Caruso missed <laughs> his sister's wedding <laughs> because he wanted to keep training and did not want to go on a two-week uh, stint of, of taking time off. And so Caruso missed his sister's wedding because the Lakers are a, at a chance to win a championship. That is Mamba mentality What right did there. the caption say? The, the caption said uh, Caruso's Laker loyalty is unmatched. And I just, like, what? It's you know, true. I mean, hey, props to true, him. Pierre. That's you very know, like true. Is, for, for you to miss your sister's wedding. I mean, hey, who knows how close he is with his, uh, with his sister, you know? Um, yeah, but it's but, not yeah, like your cousin or like an uncle. Yeah. This is your sister's wedding. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's a, definitely a gigantic family event. So for him to miss that, I mean, that, it is true. The dedication that that shows and how locked in the Lakers are uh, from obviously the LeBron James, Anthony Davis superstars uh, to the role players like Caruso. If they're that serious and they're that locked in um, right now, because we've watched some of these guys, I've watched a couple of the games um, and some guys just don't, they look very yeah. rusty and it's not even like a physical rust. Uh, it's also just like a mental rust. You can just tell that they're just kind of not in it yet, you know, and that's a dangerous place to be when you don't have a lot yeah. of time for a margin of error. 
I definitely couldn't imagine myself like I mean I I'm pretty sure it was a hard decision for Caruso. So you know it's no right or wrong decision with this. I mean if you stay you win the championship, great. If, if he not, doesn't you know, win the championship though, winning. then you know so, that'll be a weird that'll be a weird Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah, but this just adds right. to I mean he's right. in good graces with LeBron. You know LeBron's looking at that like yes you you get you get to keep your spot on this team. Exactly. I won't replace you with somebody. Oh of course, <laughs> absolutely that is very true. So that's why I say it's no right or wrong answer because either way it go, you stay, you impress LeBron, like you say, you keep you around. Your sister would understand <laughs> because you have a chance hopefully. to win the championship. So yeah, we haven't oh, yeah, hopefully, her yet. Know. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully she was cool with it. We uh, want to that quote. Make sure you follow right. us on Instagram so if we find it, you can see it first. Yeah, because we will definitely be interested definitely. in that. Guys. Just to top on, just to touch on more NBA news, Kevin Garnett is trying to put together a group to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. I can't think of a better guy that's deserving of a team and in a city that he's brought so much for, even though he didn't bring a championship to the city. But Kevin Garnett is very deserving of this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely stoked for him. Uh, that's he would make a good owner, I think, and he definitely has the money. Uh, people he- don't realize. Oh, people don't realize that he made he made. Uh, like I think, I think he's like top five all time most money made in NBA really? history. Just, yeah, just from game Man, checks. Like he's the he's up there. Like it, it it was like a shocking amount where he's I think he's like top three even. Like because I mean he's been he was getting contracts from the time that he was you know eighteen or seventeen or whatever. So uh, but yeah, as far as the I mean you need more money than that obviously to you know than the, what he made to you know buy a team in today's day and age. He needs a couple maybe a billion or two. Um. But yeah, it's definitely. I hope that he ends up uh, doing that. And there was actually a rumor; people immediately start talking about how they have to be uh, going to, how like they're going to go to Seattle because Garnett said that he would love to bring a team to Seattle, but he's not moving Minnesota. <laughs> it's it's weird people think that. Yeah, I think I, I don't think there's a better player uh, to own a team, uh, or to own at least the Timberwolves than Kevin Garnett. Man, what he's meant to that city. People who are Timberwolves fans still love Kevin Garnett. And so that would just be something special. It really will, man. And I hope we see this more. Like, you know, I know the late great Kobe would have loved to buy the Lakers. You know, uh, Chris Webber, if he was able to get the Kings, you know, if you like, like Vince Carter, like if, if Vince Carter can buy the Raptors or whatever, to any team that he's played for, the Nets, somebody, that would be great. I feel like, you know, great basketball minds deserve to be around their teams, whether it's in the front office, whether it's coaching, you know, just they deserve that. So Kevin Garnett, the fact that he's trying to do it, I feel like it'd be great. You know, let's get an area 21 in, in a target center. You know, it's going to be awesome. I just can't wait if it does happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he brings in because he will need to bring in more money. And it will be very interesting uh, to see which partners he brings in. And I think, to me, the more uh, interesting part is how much will he own? Yeah. Yeah, usually usually crucial. guys like him are going to own, the, I mean, a smaller percentage than what people assume. People like to throw the names out there first yeah, um, for the money. Uh, but, I mean, if, if there's if, it, if it's announced that it's serious interest, then he has people that are that are down to do it. So yeah, I'm a, shark tank, be... I'm a Shark Tank oh, kind of guy, so I always want to know how much somebody owns. <laughs> no, definitely for sure. It's, yeah, the percentages are definitely yeah. important. Uh, 
And as far and even then, like I said, the rumors of like the, the he would bring him to Seattle. First of all, that's not only crazy, but also I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a team get taken from their city to Seattle because then we're no better than OKC, whether we like it or not. So I'd much rather, you know, th- those rumors, <laughs> no, I've shut those down very truth. fast because I do not want to see that. Tell the truth, Riley. You just don't want Carl Anthony. Yeah, that would also not be out here. Okay. Uh, yeah, what the what they're building here? Russell and Towns. You'd get the the triple threat right there. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, I I would rather roll with, uh, gosh, pretty much anybody. I don't I don't dislike D'Angelo Russell at all, but Carl Anthony Towns is one of my least favorite players. He's a great he's a great kid, a uh, great person. But yeah, but he's he's, he's the softest guy in the world. Remember that photo of him and Demarcus Cousins. Where Cousins is like, uh, where Carl Anthony yeah. Towns is trying to back him down, and Cousins is just looking at him like he's not even trying. Yeah, yeah. Can we play that game. Who's the softest player in the NBA? In a nice way. We're not saying soft yeah. as derogatory and turn into a fight. We're just saying like, just they're soft in NBA version. It's him. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is up there for sure. He's number one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, considering that he's seven yes. foot and he can put Charming. up the numbers that he does on offense, for him to not play any defense whatsoever the way he does, and then complain that he's not winning, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's soft in a few ways. So I, yeah, I'm not uh, not a big fan of him. Like I said, great kid, uh, great dude, but yeah, as far as how he plays, I would yeah. not want him on my team. I would not want him as my franchise player for sure. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of franchise players, we saw a couple. Well. Before we get into that, we actually have some good news on the bubble. There were zero positive COVID tests inside the bubble, and that is great. I feel like we're making strides. I'm not saying it's going to continue, but the fact that the people that are already there tested all, then came back and they tested negative, that is Yeah, great. I mean, they're basically batting a 1,000 right now. And, uh, I mean, when we gave our percentages over the last couple episodes about, you know, whether or not we thought that they were going to be able to continue, you know, like what – we thought it was going to fall apart on them and uh glad in a great way i think matt and i matt and i had the we're not as uh optimistic and definitely yeah they've proven us wrong so far so hopefully that continues yeah it's going to be interesting there's still plenty of time left for sure yeah that's the thing too is that i mean if one guy were to bring it in if one person gets it it could be everywhere you know in a matter of a day so yeah. uh yeah hopefully that continues cross our fingers on that but yeah it's great it's great to hear for sure especially as um yeah we're just getting closer as teams seem to be getting more uh full strength than they were weakening uh and that's that's what we exactly. need to see yes yeah and i just i for the record i just hope that we never experience nothing like this again this whole bubble experience hopefully next year we'll get back to the normal, and we'll be able to get fans in the stands because I don't know about y'all, but from what I've seen earlier today and yesterday, watching those games. Yeah, it's, oh it's going to be goodness. interesting to know when we can get fans in the stands. Um, this has this is not basketball related, but kind of. Um, this is a little embarrassing to say over the podcast, so please no one judge me. But I uh, have Justin Bieber tickets and was pretty bummed I missed his concert this year. But they just rescheduled his tour, um, which you know sells out arenas, uh, to next summer, next June. Yeah, that seems that seems like an optimistic You'll thing on there. their end for sure. Uh, and so it's interesting to see sports now. If if concerts are starting to get rescheduled, if they're like, okay, we're gonna think about reopening it to fans this twenty twenty one season, 
Yeah, like the whole idea of a 2021 Man, summer, I'll give you- uh, like summertime is when things start up again, uh, or, as, or as far as fans go, where they can really start doing it. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully people wear their masks and whatnot, and we can start to do that. Uh, and by the way, Matt, uh, you know, I believe in Justin as well. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to see me hating on the kid. He has a uh, uh, an impressive catalog. People don't realize, people want to hate on him, but he uh, he makes some bangers, and that's... Uh, yeah, he does. No, he does. I agree. His last CD yes. was phenomenal to me. He's done I a great job. It. I mean, you know, Love Yourself, a fantastic track. Fantastic yeah. track. He's released some good <laughs> albums. and I'm a, My wife didn't want to go, but I said, babe, we're buying tickets because I want to see the Beebs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy call. That's an that's easy right. call. Uh, you know, if anything, that's uh, yeah, she, 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 she needs to look in the mirror She needs to look in a mirror there and just, you know, exactly. reevaluate because that's that's a thing she's got to be jumping on immediately. Exactly. Justin Bieber concert, we're there. Yeah. Did, didn't he win uh, the MVP of the celebrity game uh, some years back? Yeah, he can like low key hoop. Yes, he did. Kevin Hart tried to take it from him. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he can did. actually low key hoop, which uh, doesn't make a ton of sense. But yeah, he's like <laughs> apparently like a good hockey player, and like I've, I saw a video of him playing hockey one time. Yeah, he, yeah, he's apparently a solid athlete. So yeah, so that that's good to see. We like okay. solid athletes. But yeah, so it will be interesting when yes, we get we fans do. in. And so I know I'm pretty bummed missing opening day for baseball. Uh, so hopefully this next season, man, we oh, get some man. some. Fans in the seats because all three of us would love to be at games. You want to talk about being bum? I bought season tickets <laughs> for the Rams, and I've been making payments since wow. February. I mean, I mean that's they emailed me the other day telling me that they're going to defer to twenty twenty one. However, you can either opt in just in case there is a season, but you'll still have to purchase individual tickets. So I that am like, you know, yeah, I'm upset because I'm like, we got a new stadium. I'm excited. And I'm like, man, now I got to wait till next you year. Know, I, mean, I mean, Pierre, I mean, the, the first and the scariest thing about the, that situation is that you thought to buy Rams tickets in general. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. Riley, uh, oh, I was going to say, on, are you bummed Riley. about the tickets or are you bummed that you're a Rams fan? Yeah, I mean. You know, to have to nope. wear a Jared, a Jared to, to nope. pay money to wear a Jared Goff jersey somewhere, I can only. <laughs> I do have a Jared Goff jersey, but it's not right. Well, nice. I do wear a Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns jersey than a Jared Goff jersey. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 well, I, I mean, with him being a Seahawks fan, but that's, I mean, but even then, I mean, that's, yeah, I like, just oh man, that's tough. I don't like either of those guys. <laughs> that's a, that's a real, that's a real tough, that's a tough one. I, I T-Wolves jerseys are cooler to me and I love a, a sleeveless jersey, uh, you know, going to show off the guns, uh, the the arms. So yeah, that's going to be my choice there. I will admit that powder blue Wolves yeah. jersey is okay, nice. Okay. I got I a question. Uh, who was your favorite performer from these exhibition games? If you can only pick oh, one, you, yeah, you gotta oh, pick yeah, one true. guy who just. Oh man, come on, man! No, I'm going. With, I'm going with Bobo. Bobo. Yeah, definitely. The kid came out of nowhere. He had a phenomenal game yesterday. He, he played so good. They, they drug did. tested this man. Yeah, thirty-two. For for those who's listening who didn't get to see his stats, uh, I have it right here. Thirty-two minutes, sixteen points. He went six for fourteen. From the field, uh, only a, a disappointing two for eight from downtown. But when you're that big, uh, he did that ten the- rebounds, one assist. So he had and six blocks. Don't forget that six blocks. Yes, 
Yeah, that's the biggest staff for them because, you know, we know that Jokic is a big guy and he, you know, but he does like to hang around. Um, he can, you know, get sucked out sometimes from the paint. If you have Bol Bol and Jokic in the paint, uh, you know, or at least one of them at a time there, that's that's length that you can't teach. You know what I mean? You can't teach a guy to be, you know, 7'3", or whatever Bol Bol is. To see him, and, and considering he fell so hard in the draft and he hasn't gotten any NBA time yet and people were, you know, already yelling bust at him as if, like, you know, he's he's had any chance to, to disprove that. Um, but, yeah, to see him come out and do what he did and have people go, oh, whoa, it's crazy. It's like he was supposed to be a top five pick at one point. So, like the fact that he's doing this now, I'm not shocked by it, but I'm I'm really excited to see it because uh, I think that especially we talk about a team like the Nuggets who are right they've been right near um, like right near the Western Conference Finals a lot uh, in the last couple of years they've been flirting with it and to now if they can inject a guy like Bull Bull and a Michael Porter Jr. who hopefully is going to be playing soon you can inject those guys into the roster that you already have. That's very strong and veteran oriented. It's going to be, they're dangerous. They're more dangerous than I think people realize. Yeah. Is that who you're going with as well, Riley? Are you going with Bull Bull? Man. I mean, yeah, as far as, as far as somebody that, yeah, really impressed me. Yes. Uh, he was fantastic. Uh, one, I will say just cause I'm happy to see them both back, uh, was Zach Collins and, uh, use of Nurkic. Um, both yes. those guys were hurt um, on some, you know, really uh, horrible leg injuries, and now they're back and they're at least uh, healthy. And so that, I mean, that's big for Portland too. The biggest yeah. issue for Portland was they were lacking bigs for a while, and they didn't, you know, they didn't know what to do about it. Now that you know, we've seen Melo slim down a lot, which has been big, um, and he's ready to play the three. And then if you have a, you know, Collins and Nurkic at the four and five to mess with as well, there, that's a dangerous situation. Yeah, I really hope they don't play the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough that's a tough series. That's a you know the the Blazers are tough no matter what, but yeah, that's a very tough series in the playoffs if they're, you know, significantly more healthy than they were. Even Mario Hazonia went off. He had 15 points on nice. 5 of 9 or something. Yeah, so you know, if they can get any minutes out of him too, that's, you know, that alleviates the pressure on Anthony to have to put up a bunch of uh, minutes at the 3. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I saw Melo at the 3, I was like, "Whoa." But then I saw he, yeah, he looks down, great. I said, "Okay." I do agree with you. Nurkic was huge today for the Blazers. He was able to get his spots like on the floor, his shots up, no problem. Maybe it was due to Turner and Sabonis not being on the floor, but like you said, the fact that he's there is really great for the Blazers because they burnt Whiteside. Like he had to do everything. So the fact that he has help now, yeah, the race for the eight will be will be really fun. My 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 standout player. So I was gonna go with Bull Bull. He's actually one of my top 10 favorite players in the NBA. Going into the NBA, I was just a big fan of watching him play high school um, and then go to Oregon. I loved his size and that he almost had some guard characteristics as a, over a seven foot tall. You know, he, he can be, um, he's actually got some nice handles. He He's fast for his size. So I really liked him. I'm going to pick a different nugget, though. I'm going to go with Troy Daniels. And. Because I just think mm. as good as this Nuggets team is, to have a guy like Troy Daniels just on your bench, right? Because you don't have Jamal Murray playing right right then. Didn't have Gary Harris. Will Barton didn't play. But you had Troy Daniels who, who had 30 minutes, 22 points. He went four for nine from downtown. But he also had uh, six rebounds and three assists and really just carried 
points wise had the most points on the team. So to have a guy like that just on your bench that you can just bring in, um, I liked Troy Daniels in that performance. Yeah, I mean, considering that he was, I think, released from his last two teams, uh, you know, yeah, the Lakers and the, the Suns, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the fact he was let go from those teams and now he's, yep. you know, on a, you know, Western Conference uh, front runner to, you know, and he's, and he's proving that he can, uh, you know, score when they need him to. That's huge. Uh, so yeah, like we were like we were just saying. I mean, you have Troy Daniels, Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull. They have an interesting young bench that could really. I mean, Troy Daniels isn't that young, but they, you know they have an interesting bench. They, they get some burn. Uh, they get some run together in these scrimmages and the in these first few games here. They could really make some noise because I mean everyone's focused on the LA teams right now, as they should. Um, the Clippers and Lakers. You know, those are the two teams that are going to get through. But I mean, you can't count out the Nuggets. They, they're just so quiet. People forget that they're there. Yeah, another player is Rui Hachimura, right? He had 18 points in his yes. stint, and he also had nine rebounds. And and so Roy, he he, do you think how good do you think he's gonna be? His ceiling is high. It's just you got to surround him with the right pieces. You know, I think John Wall would make him better. You know, because John Wall would be able to drive and get him the the ball and the looks that he needs. But with the team that, that he's on right now, he's basically the focal point. Bertans is out. Bill is out. So most of the offense has to come from Yeah, him. it's, it's going to be a good uh, – this whole bubble experience for him is going to be a lot about – they're going to try to – I'm assuming try to test like how much he can really carry because he has to, first of all. But also it's going to be how he handles that because, yeah, I mean, hopefully next year he has Wall and Beal to play off of. And, if, and they haven't really had a solid inside threat the whole time they've been there. Uh, scoring threat. So if they have him in there, um, and he is showing, and he's show, and he is as talented as, he is, as he's shown so far, then yeah, I, I think that's a. I think he has a very high ceiling, like Pierre said. I think yeah, very high ceiling for that kid. Um, and yeah, I always like to see the Gonzaga guys do. The only thing that worries me, Riley. The only thing that worries me, you're asking a young guy to do a lot. Yeah, for sure. Sh- but it can build his confidence up. However, mentally. It may he may lose focus and he may not respond to that. So, yeah, that's definitely that what they have to. Well. That's what they have to keep track of uh, for him and make sure that they aren't giving him too much. You know, or if he seems like he's slipping a little right. bit, that they reel him back in. Um, because these games are for the Wizards. I mean, these games don't matter. You know, what I mean, like so a couple of these teams, they're there. They're, they're there not because anyway. it, you know they needed a certain amount of teams to be there. Uh, so yeah, a team like the like the Wizards, you know, they're not going to win a title this year. So. You know, if they can just get those young guys some run, then, uh, yeah, and build that confidence up. I mean, they have nothing to lose. So, they're, you know, the, hopefully the pressure doesn't get to him because he's not – he's not he's playing with house money. So, hopefully he, he can know that and keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, the Washington basketball team, uh, <laughs> it just sucks, man. They won't. Free deal. Free deal. <laughs> they won't go anywhere. Yeah, at this point – well, you know what? I'll give it to next season. I'll give it well, half of get, next John, season. Yeah, if you get Wall back, back you have Roy Hachimura. Maybe they bring back uh, Bertans, uh, Bertans, and, and you have Beal. That's not a bad. That's not a bad team. Yeah, you know another player that stood out to me yesterday, even though it wasn't much. Paul Ooh. George. The fact that he battled injuries and there was this whole stigma: is he a superstar? Is he not a superstar? He scored 18 points so easily and efficiently. Yeah, the, the Clippers crazy. looked pretty solid, considering they were missing 
you know, they did. Uh, Pat Bev and Harrell, uh, two extremely key guys for their roster. The fact that they, I mean, obviously Orlando's not a great team. They're a team like the Wizards who are really have nothing to lose. But, you know, they have some athletic young pieces, and yep. the Clippers made it look like what it was, that it was a top-level team versus a lower-ranked team. And they made it, they, that's how that whole game felt, was that at no point really did you think the Clippers were going to lose that. No. I didn't. <laughs> not at all. And it just sucks because Orlando's at home. And they're at home, but they're not at home. But like, it sucks for those guys. Yeah, we're just here. Like, yeah, we know we'll probably get a first round matchup, but yeah, I mean, that's got to be rough for those guys. I mean, they live like you know right outside those walls, basically, (laughs) and they can't, you know, they can't even leave. Like, that's uh, it's got to be crazier for them just because they're they're in their own backyards and they still can't, uh, can't leave. Matt, Matt, I gotta ask you, how did you feel about the The Nets getting blown? Out by the Pelicans by 30 points. No Zion, no Derek Favors, and they got blown out by 30. I, I, again, we don't know how much the Nets really have, but they did have Karis Lavert and Jared Allen playing. Yeah, but Lavert and Lavert only he shot like five really? of 18. He didn't shoot well at all. Uh, yeah, Lavert had Allen 10, had a solid double double. Allen had 10 and 10, and then Dazana and Musa. Uh, which honestly, I'm not super familiar with him, but he had 11 points, five rebounds for the Nets. Yeah, he's solid. He's gonna have to play. He's gonna get a lot of minutes given how their roster looks. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, the net, the Nets. It's it's tough for those guys because they're you know again, there's a, there's a solid. It's mostly in the Eastern Conference too. There's like three, four teams over there. That even if they're in the playoffs, they are a sweep, an easy sweep. So it's uh yeah it's it's interesting. I feel really bad for those guys because you know yeah. you know it to be stuck in that bubble knowing that you're not there to actually win anything and you're probably going to take a lot of L's uh, and sacrificing so much you know during what should be your off season. That's uh it's a tough pill to swallow. So hopefully they hopefully that they can get out of there quick and uh, get home and yeah this gives this gives players though like Musa an opportunity to shine and to secure their roster position next year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I mean that that's exactly. a team that's gonna be their roster then, is gonna be trimmed up given you know they're looking for a third superstar. You know, KD and uh Kyrie are gonna be playing this year or next year. I mean that's that's a team that's gonna, could potentially look a lot different. And so some of those guys are really carving, like you said, Matt, they are carving out their spots, uh, because the, there might not be many spots next year to be had. Yeah. And the Pelicans, I mean, went yeah. in by thirty. Uh Alexander Walker had a nice game with four, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists. And that is a uh Alex uh Shy's uh cousin, isn't that? Isn't that weird yeah, too? Cousins, yep. They have just two really long names. Like two two <laughs> very long names. I yep. saw him play at uh at in summer league in Vegas. Uh he's a nice uh, player. He's great. Yeah, he was very solid. Uh, he he impressed me a lot. He was one of those guys that I didn't have a lot of knowledge of going into the into that uh, tournament. And then to watch, uh, he was one of those guys like top five for me, where I was like, whoa, like that guy looks NBA ready. You know, he's got the length, got the athleticism, and also he just seemed to have uh, he was comfortable running the team as the point guard. So that's a guy that a guy with that length uh, as a point guard is uh, always a plus. Yeah, Etwan Moore looked good as well. He had okay. fourteen. And Etuan Moore is one of those players, again, kind of like uh, Troy Daniels that we spoke about. He can come into the game. He can hit some big threes for you. Um, he, he's a solid player. He's a savvy vet. He's been doing it for a minute now. Uh, like he's, I think he's like been, he's been in the league at least 10 years now. Yeah, yeah at least. 
Yeah, it's one of those guys who just sticks around and gives you minutes when you need them. And that, there's so many of those guys in the league now that are people don't realize are invaluable because if you suffer one injury to that star player, you need something to, to at least try to carry some of that weight. And Etuan Moore has always been one of those guys that can come in and do that for you, and he doesn't get enough credit. Now, before we move on with the next topic, Jordan Alexander, this is for you. I did watch Giannis today. And I want to let you know <laughs> that he did play great. He did. Yeah, I mean. 22 points and only 21 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan, wow. he's going to let us know. He's going to let us know about Giannis. Uh, and Middleton. Right. He's gonna let and us Middleton know. for sure. Chris Middleton. Yeah, Mid- oh, yeah, NBA Middleton player, right as well. Uh, Man, Brooke Lopez hit him. Yeah, Lopez, like, yeah, oh Lopez looked really good, too. He Outside of Giannis, he was my uh, – the guy that I was most impressed with as far as looked the, looked ready to go. Um, but yeah, Giannis was fantastic. His brother got destroyed by a guy, by, by a white yes, dude on the Spurs, which is never what you want. Uh, really <laughs> destroyed him. The dunk was nuts. And then he, and then he like laid there hurt. And I don't think he was actually like actually hurt, which is great. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be making fun of him if he was, but mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that he took that and then it's always worse when guys then kind of act like they're hurt instead of just getting up, you know, it's, it doesn't, yeah. uh, it doesn't look good doesn't look good i, I think he was I embarrassed because yeah that's a, that's a tough one out to take so a poor, poor guy um but yeah Giannis went off and uh yeah i, I think he's gonna uh he's ready to go <laughs> Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is yeah this show the one word that Giannis is he is focused yeah he is he is focused he's yep. locked and loaded he knows the lakers are focused he's focused the clippers are, are focused it's gonna be a good good postseason it is, man. And you hate if you are a Celtic fan, a Raptors fan, you hate to see. It. I don't really know too many Raptors fans, but I know there's Celtic fans out there. All I can tell you guys is just be ready because what we saw today in only 20 minutes, 21 rather, my goodness. Bledsoe didn't even play. So he'll be back. He'll probably be back. There, there is a lot of Raptors fans. Jurassic Park will show that. Oh, yeah, trust me, yeah. Literally yeah. the entire country no, I, of Canada. Yeah, I was actually watching a, a show on ESPN yesterday, and they showed like all these super fans of teams. And that Raptors super fan—I don't know his name—but they showed like Clip, Clipper Daryl, the Thunder super fan, which is like this guy with like this uh, wrestling mask on, and he's shirtless, and he paints his stomach different things at games. That's good for um, him. He's been a fan for what ten years of his team. That sounds nice. yeah. He said since the Thunder started, so yeah, ten years. Nice. Hey, good um, good for him. Try 20, twice, wow. try at least 20 years, guy. But the Raptors super fan, man, he was, he was, it was not Drake. It was some Indian he's, guy. He's nuts. he's nuts. That guy has been at literally every, every literally game. every Raptors home game. I don't, I'm, you know, check me if I'm wrong here, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that he has never missed a game. <laughs> like, like it has been confirmed. He has literally never not been in Nav, attendance. For Nav Bahitia. I can't say it very good, but he's a Canadian businessman. But Nav, um, he is like the biggest Raptors fan. Raptors? This guy's at every game. He's almost 70 years old from India, but the super rich engineer. But he is at, yeah. His little name on Instagram is Nav Batista's fan. Like, he's just everything Raptors on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's literally like the. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, everybody knows him up there too. It's like he's 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 as celebrated as like Jack Nicholson is on the Lakers sideline. You know, it's like it's it's that kind of uh, celebrity for him at this point, which is great. Yeah, I mean, he's to see big it, from Clipper Daryl. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about the fact that guy had to, you know, go through. The rappers were not good for a very long time, and then to watch, and then to see him get to uh, be there when they won the, you know, won the title was great. Love it. You love to have those fans, and it sucks right now that the NBA is like this because they're all at home. You know, they're so used to being in that atmosphere, and man, you just hate to see it. Matt, your Lakers are scheduled to play today. Yeah, I'm just going to be looking for for the same thing we just talked about with Giannis, right? He was focused. I'm looking for the Lakers to be focused. I'm looking for him to be dialed in to not treat this as just like an exhibition game. That's what a lot of people are doing. I'm looking for the chemistry to be there. Obviously, you want the shots to fall. You want to see a blowout, kind of how the Pelicans did to the Nets. But, yeah, more than anything, you want to see him just be focused, work hard, and play together. Um, you want to treat these games like they're regular season games so you can just get into that rhythm. Now, the question I want to propose to you, Riley, fatigue is obviously going to be a factor. Do you think these scrimmage games, even though it's three, do you think they'll be used in a way to like – because, you know, they always say, oh, the A games is is going to be a playoff tune-up. Do you think these scrimmage games can can be a tune-up and then we'll start seeing – players be ready to go full force by the first I mean, game th- that's gonna be really game? tough because all these guys haven't played competitive basketball at this level in a, in a month right now. and it takes uh, you talk to nba players you listen to them they always say that uh it's one thing to be in shape it's another to be in game shape and be in be adjusting to that rhythm of playing every other day and playing at that high level at that speed uh for you know 35 40 minutes and yeah so i think that teams are going to try i mean they're they're playing hard because they're trying to make that work they're also not going to overplay guys either they don't want to rush them back and get hurt um and nobody wants to you know wreck a knee or you know you know pull a hamstring or something because they you know are not ready to go uh but yeah i think i think these scrimmage games are very important for sure i think that it's, it gives them a running start into it but i think really these eight games are going to be some sloppy basketball at first uh, those first few, I think, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think they're going to be the cleanest games. But I think that once they're once the playoffs come around, I think then we'll start seeing guys really lock in a little bit because you've had enough games under your belt to actually be able to do that. Yeah, we saw that with CJ McCollum. Yeah, man, that was bad. Dame, Dame too. Yeah, Dame but Dame didn't get blocked by the rim. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, stuff, you're right. The worst. Oh. And, and luckily, he was a good sport. Right? He's laughing about it. Yeah, he was laughing. Yeah, you have to laugh about it. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what else you do. You know, <laughs> I would have laughed at myself. <laughs> right, right. So I, I do agree with you as well. You know, it's definitely going to be some sloppy basketball. I noticed a lot of them were out of breath. They were breathing hard. So we're going to see a lot of that. So you just got to get ready. And I think maybe by the third or fourth regular season game teams to be you know get into it what i'm looking for tomorrow for my team we play the we play the raptors i don't know if westbrook is playing yet but i just hope harden doesn't come out trying to do too much it's a scrimmage game take your time get used to the feel of the game again and that's it that's i just hope and defense defense is big for me too with this small ball lineup are we going to be able to defend Siakam, Gasol, um, yeah, Boucher. Boucher, or Boucher, however you say it? You know, that's going to be key. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad that you uh, take defense seriously, Pierre. Uh, it's on your mind. I just want to know if it's on their mind. Uh, it's definitely not on their coach's mind. 
Yeah, I mean, but like you said, I mean that that's going to be the key thing. Hey, hey, like, hey. I, we've been saying it all season, uh, and then all this off season too. Is that if is if Houston can play defense offensively, it's obviously not a problem. They can get on offense, they can get whatever they want. Harden can go get you know 35, 40 on you any night he wants to. Uh, but then it becomes you know can they pick up you know is he going to you know put some effort on defense? Um, you know, because we're seeing guys this year, especially there's been a weird um, resurgence of guys who are the number one scorer, the number one option on their team, uh, who are also then really hunkering down playing good defense. I mean, you have Kawhi doing it, um, LeBron. Uh, LeBron, he's it's more effort for him. Like he's he's played okay defense this year, but he turned he ramped his effort up a whole a whole nother notch with Anthony Davis, who also did that. Um, and then Giannis, same thing. You know, Giannis puts in a ton of work on defense. Um, and that's why those teams are, are why, why we consider them to be top tier and like why we consider them to be championship caliber teams. Yeah. And that's all I want harder. Just play a little defense for me. Not the defense where they <laughs> drive by you and you just slap your hand out. And then when they call a foul on you, you hold your, I'm saying just get up there post. When it comes to the post, he plays, uh, I'm not going to say great. It's decent, but. On the perimeter, it's just effort. Just defend. All he needs you know to do is put effort. effort. It's you know who I would have really That's liked for the Rockets, Pierre. I would if you guys would have got Bull Bull. Yeah, but that's how can we get Bull Bull when you trade your draft picks? You have to. <laughs> I mean, if you guys even had a second pick, you guys could have got him. The second round. Man, I play 2K, and I'm like, where are all the draft picks at? I'm like, like he would have just, as a, I mean, he, obviously he can help with that paint, right, with those blocks. Um, but also just being his size and being able to shoot, too, he would have fit in so well with the offense. Yeah, you're definitely right. He definitely would have stretched the floor. And I think Bobo's going to be, like, the ceiling for this kid is high. They were calling him the Black Przingis yesterday, and I just was like, um, <laughs> slow down. But I understand why. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you get a guy that's over seven feet tall that can shoot like that, and I mean, in, in both their cases, how they ha- they can handle it too. It's not something coaches really want to see a lot of because the small guys will just literally run under their hands and take the ball away from them. But, um, but to know that they have that capability is huge, uh, and especially on the defensive end to see him get six blocks in a game, what is what is basically his first NBA uh, NBA game uh, experience. To see him go out and do that was fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited to watch him. He's such an interesting player, but I'm super psyched to see how he fits in with them in the, in the actual rotation. Because like you were saying, yeah. Pierre, with guys looking gassed, um, these guys are only – the majority of these players were only playing 20 minutes. You know, these guys weren't playing 40 yeah. minutes. and any, no, right. Nobody was. Some guys played 30 because their rosters needed them to do that. But the, all these good teams, they were playing 20 minutes. You know, and you have McCollum who can't, you know, who can't dunk the ball right now. Like, you have guys who are definitely, you know, they need to get, uh, yeah, they should <laughs> get their legs under them. Because otherwise we're going to see some very fucked stuff. And you know how my coach is. You, you know how my coach is. It's a scrimmage, <laughs> but he'll still play hard in 35 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I'm most excited to see so. some of these young players get an opportunity uh, because that's always so fun, right? So I, I'm excited for that. We don't have any no, young not players. Rockets. Though, so I'm not I excited to watch any Rockets games. Like. Hey, that's okay. You will be excited <laughs> when we play. Yeah, I, really, I genuinely hope that you guys find each other in the playoffs. Because that would be, a, a, it, I that hope would be so such too. a contentious episode. It'd be kind. It, it's always, it'd always be, love. It'd be it's interesting if the Rockets can find the second round. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
We'll be there. Trust me. I'm so excited. I need to see it. Can, can we can we talk about some awards? I was just yeah, about to cool. say that right now. The awards are coming up, and we have our, we've been told that they're only going to be given out based on play up to March 11th when the NBA was suspended. Voting takes place the tw- what well, took place between the 21st and the end of the 28th. We have Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Most Improved. Defensive player of the year. Most valuable player. Help me out if I'm missing one. Those are the ones. All right, Matt, we're going to start with you. What are your predictions for these awards? So let me just preface this with, I have a Buck, a Laker, and a Clipper each. Well, yeah, let's let's do them one at a time. Okay, okay, yeah. Can we start at the bottom and work our way up to MVP? So let's start with Coach of the Year. Absolutely. I got okay, yeah. coach of the year. I'm, I'm, I got Nick Nurse. I, I think what he's done with this Raptors team Whoa. with no Kawhi Leonard, um, in, in keeping they're still second in the in their division in uh, the East. Yeah, I, I like Nick Nurse for coach of the year. Just what he's done with this Raptors team, even without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that's a great choice. Uh, I thought about okay. Nick Nurse a lot in that situation too. I mean, to have a team. Uh, to lose a guy like Kawhi, who is a top flight, top three, top five NBA player. Uh, yeah, for them to be in the position they're in is crazy. Um, my choice would be Billy Donovan from OKC. And you know how I'd, I would hate to pick, uh, I'm, uh, hate to choose OKC for anything. But, uh, <laughs> but no, in all honesty, I mean, to take uh, who some thought was a washed up Chris Paul, uh, you know, a big giant center in Steven Adams, who was their only real holdover, it seemed like, from, you know, the years past. Um and then a bunch of young guys and a bunch of draft picks who they don't even have on the roster yet. A bunch of young athletic dudes uh, who some, who some are so raw, you know, you're like Basley who was like, you know, 18, 19, these young guys, Shea is very young. Um, and to see Chris Paul and Donovan and Adams lead these guys and lead these kids to um, where they are in the playoff picture is wild. And, and I was openly mocking them before the season saying, well, sucks. Chris Paul stuck in purgatory, you know, like it's uh, that that's the end for him and uh, all credit where it's due there. Uh, they've, they've uh, done amazing considering it, you know, in the last, you know, however many years they've lost Durant, um, Harden and Westbrook. Uh, that's crazy to think you lose, you lose three MVPs like that. And for them to be able to keep it together is wild. Man, um, you, I'm not going to say you took my pick, but I'm going the same way. They traded away Paul George, like you said, Russell Westbrook. They stockpiled in draft picks. Nobody picked this team to go anywhere. I know I didn't. I, didn't I thought they were going to be a lottery team. They are number uh, – yeah, see, they traded Paul George as well. I did not expect them to be the fifth seed in the West. I thought they were going to be in the bottom of the West fighting between maybe the first and second pick in the draft. And they have exceeded all my expectations. So I feel like Billy Donovan is very deserving. Yeah. I, I think both are great picks. I think both have a great chance of winning. And, and I totally agree with everything you guys said about Billy Donovan. I thought you would have said Frank. Man, when you got him, the man. team that the Lakers have, uh, I give more credit to to the team than just him i think he's done a great job i think he'll be potentially in the running but just what when you trade away Kawhi leonard and you still are second in the east i just think nick nurse has done a great job 
of keeping this team together and playing really well. Yeah, and, and when it comes to Vogel too, I mean, I mean, I'm no knock on him because he's done a great job leading that team, but also he's on his staff. He has like he had up to three other NBA level coaches, like guys who yeah. can easily coach right now. So he's right. had a lot of help. Um, and not like all these guys don't have a lot of help, but as far as the star power, understanding there's basically three, four head coaches on the on the bench there, um, it does take away from the individual awards. I think just a tad bit, but yeah, you're definitely right. I, I think we're we're all right here. Billy Donovan or Nick Nurse. If one of them doesn't get it, then it's an issue for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Budenholzer will probably get it, but then he, he get yeah, it he won last year, year and, and, and again, he's another guy where if he won, I also I would have nothing to say about it um, because he's they're they're obviously a dominant team. So yeah, he's done a great great one. What's what's next? Most improved player? Yep. Yeah, we can go there. Right, man. I thought go. a lot about this, and it's weird because I had a couple guys in mind um, who would be great choices for this, but. Honestly, the front runner is Luca. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it's weird to think about because mm. I thought about Ingram and Tatum, uh, guys that are obviously very solid. Uh, there's also a few other choices there. But I basically, yeah, I went with Luca just because to think about the fact that he went from a, a strong young player his first year um, and, is you know, became a guy who people are th- you know think could be a first team all NBA pick. Uh, that's a huge jump. And, if the, and to think that the offense that he's leading in Dallas right now they are statistically one of the best offenses of all time. As weird as that sounds, because you know what I mean? Like they, they he has led a, a prolific offense and it's because he has gotten in better shape. Uh, he's, he's worked to, you know, be able to grind a little harder and for more minutes last year, he hit that wall where he had that rookie wall. Where he was a little soft and he just didn't quite have that strength conditioning yet. And the, you know, all the league games you know, wore on him. And now he, this year he came back ready to go and he uh, took it up a whole nother notch. So my, my vote is for Luca. Yeah, I have. A, I went a different route, and I think Luca's a great pick. I went Bam uh, from Miami. Great, great, I great think, show. man, I think he's turned into one of the best centers in the league. Um, he he won the skills challenge, didn't he? Uh, it, just showing some of those abilities. It, it really seems like he worked hard on those skills. I don't. I didn't see him with some of those skills last season. It seemed like he's worked really hard. I really like Bam. I think he's one of the top centers in the league this season, and I think, uh, yeah, he's he's in that running for sure. Yeah, actually, Matt, just to follow up on that, I totally I love that pick uh, for that, and I think it's crazy because Bam uh, also I, I read a stat that outside of like Jokic, he was like the best passing center um, as far as creating plays from that center position, which I, I think people don't really realize that he does that. Um, yeah, so to see him do that, I mean, people keep talking about for the Miami team that they're going to get rid of. Uh, you know they have to trade him to bring somebody for Butler. I don't think people understand the fact that Bam is a is a, a star in himself. He was an All Star. He's a star in, uh, in his own right. Who's only going to get better? So yeah, that's and he's uh, only getting paid five million right now, and I think he still has that for next season as well. So I wouldn't trade him because you got to keep you keep the money low for that quality. I mean he's he's a really good player, and he's and he's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year too. So it's yeah, you know, he is a yeah great player, great choice. I feel like I should have went before you, Matt, because I have the same answer. <laughs> Bam Adebayo has made a drastic improvement. His first, like when he came in, I was like, ah, why'd they draft him? He's, but that now I see why. Like you say, he does everything that you can ask for of a center plus more. He's shown that he can handle the ball. He has a decent jump shot. He's stronger than Carl Anthony Towns. Do I need to say that again? He's stronger than Carl Anthony Towns. 
that alone right there is why he deserves Definitely. most. And also Tatum and Ingram, if they're in that conversation too, I have no issue with that either. Uh, Tatum, that guy jumped up eight points. You know, like you know, that's a huge jump for anybody for him to do that when he was already when he had all this pressure to become when he kind of hit the wall last year just like uh just like guys tend to do and for him to come out and change his game up you know like tighten up a little bit and now uh you know he's he's become a borderline superstar is uh yeah so if he wins it too i have no issue now are we going i'm surprised when he said um jason tatum though that's what i said that was my. That, I just said that, that was the guy that, like, if he we, wins, I'm not upset about that at all. Yeah. Are we going uh, rookie of the year? Yeah. Here, you uh, go first. Rookie on of the year. I'm going to say, I will. I will <laughs> just because y'all take my pick. <laughs> John Morant. It's obvious it's John Morant. I can't give it to Zion based on what 19, he played with 18 yeah. games, 19 games. I can't. I just can't. John Morant has been electrifying. Since he stepped on the floor, um, it's a shame that the shutdown happened and we weren't able to see more of him. He is very deserving. I did pick Rory when he was drafted. I felt like Hachimura was my sleeper pick to win rookie of the year, but he hasn't shown me. R.J. Barrett isn't aggressive enough. He hasn't shown me anything to solidify him as even a top five candidate for this award. Clear unanimous decision is John Morant. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think that if the season had progressed and they played the last, you know, 20, whatever it was, 28 games, whatever was left, something like that, uh, last 30 games, if they would have played that out and Zion was healthy, I think Zion wins it easily uh, just based on what he showed in those 19 games. But, you know, he just didn't play enough. That's all it is. It's not a knock on him. It's not taking anything away from Ja. Ja played crazy. He played out of his mind. And so, uh, and, he, and he really has established himself as the superstar in Memphis already. They, they believe in him already like they did in, you know, Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, all those guys, the grinders. They see him in the same light, that blue-collar guy, and they love him down there. And, uh, yeah, I think I think he deserves the award. He, he played, you know, as full of a season as was allowed, and I think that that has to count for something. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Ja, I think I think he's the only one really going to win it. Like, has a legitimate shot. Um, I'll name somebody just to be a little bit different. I'll say Tyler Hero because he uh, got a, a Instagram model as his girlfriend now. Um, so to many, many people <laughs> of Miami, they think Tyler Hero should be the rookie of the year. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn actually too from them. Like both those guys, they started out real hot. Nunn especially. Kendrick Nunn started out really hot earlier in the season. Uh, so yeah, that those guys are uh, definitely up there for sure. They deserve some credit. Certainly. None for sure has played phenomenal, but I think we can all agree this is probably Ja is going to win this one. And what we can also agree on as well that if Zion gets oh, yeah, it, definitely. that's the NBA really playing some games because that's you know everyone knows what it should oh, yeah. be, but I mean you know he's the cover athlete in 2K. We know how important he is to their marketing and whatnot, and how good it would look if he were to win Rookie of the Year on 19 games. The legend that would create for him. <laughs> uh, it writes itself, which yeah. is not fun to say out loud, but that's that's I think that's what we're staring down the barrel of. We know that if it's not Jaw, it's going to be Zion, and if it's Zion, that's not quite fair. All right, we, oh, are, are we going six it's man definitely. of the year? Yep. Oh yeah, let's do that. All right, I want to go first year. before you guys steal mine. Uh, no, actually, I don't. Know if you, I don't know if you guys will steal yeah. this one. Um, he's on the Clippers, and it is not Lou Williams. I I, I got Montrez oh, yeah. Harrell. 
Yeah, that's the move. I bet okay. you did steal mine. That's a great pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he's just played. I think he's played I great. Think we all agree. You, I think we, we all agree. All agree on Montrez. I, I just think, yeah, he has played phenomenal yep. for the Clippers. I mean, to have a bench with Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell coming off, that is just an incredible team. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that it's it's got to be one of those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both averaging eighteen points, uh, you know, from the bench like that. For them to balance that, having a Kawhi, we didn't see a lot of Paul George this year, so the numbers are kind of skewed because of that. But, uh, you know, to have two superstars like that and then to have two guys who can also average 18 coming off the bench, there's a reason why the Clippers are so – why they grind you down so hard. Uh, You know, guys like Pat Bev, because on on defense they grind you down, but then on offense they are relentless. Uh, So, yeah, if it's not Lou Will or Harrell, if it's got to be one of the two of them, if it's not them, then I don't know. That that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because those guys have been dominant. That one's an easy one. <laughs> that's, that's an yeah, easy one for sure. I, yeah, there's nothing yeah. more needs to be said. I mean, I would have said Lou Williams, but he's won he's it on twice three. already. He's on three. So it's and like, I yeah, mean, I mean, at this point, it's oh, like, yeah, just hand one to Harold. He he won it again. Right. Like, just right. give it to him, man. Same team. Yeah. So, yeah. Now it gets interesting. I think now it gets interesting, right? We I think we've all agreed on most, yeah, this one's most things. Fun. But now it gets interesting. Defensive player. I'll, I'll I'll start out, guys. Oh yeah, I'm taking I'll, uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll start out this one. It I can't think, be Gary Payton. I know Gary Payton. That's my immediate answer every time. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think honestly, it has to be Giannis uh, because I was reading up on this today, just like because I was. This is the toughest one for me to pick. Uh, I think it is for all of us. There's a there's four or five really solid options here, uh, but I think Giannis. The knock on him in the in the situation is that. He's surrounded by great defenders, uh, you know, but, but they also are an amazing defensive team. And part of what makes their job easier as a unit is that he takes away half the floor. It's a Richard Sherman situation where on defense, you might not see that he was doing a lot. Like the stats might not always show it, but that's because people weren't throwing to him. Uh, you know, they, they, he owned one, his half of the field. And that's how it is with Giannis. He owns half the court. Basically, he owns half the, uh, you know, half the paint. Um, and he's extremely t- uh, t- uh, tough to deal with and try to get through. He can defend one through five pretty well. Some point guards gonna be qu- too quick for him, um, but he's yeah, he's a monster. And he's and he's put in. And like I said earlier, he's put in the effort to have earned it. And uh, if he does win MVP, which he is a front runner for as well, uh, to see an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year uh, would be a wild, wild situation. Yeah, and I just went the other route. Like Riley said, there's like four or five other guys you can make cases for. So I just went the other route. I, I think Giannis can definitely win it, but I have Anthony Davis. I was, I was going to say, which Laker are you going to pick? Yeah, yeah. I just I watch a lot of Laker games, right? And, and Anthony Davis, he's the type of guy that when you think that guard just got past everybody and he's got an easy layup in the basket, Davis jumps out of nowhere and blocks it and like to the second, third row. Um, because his arms are just so long, he's so fast. Uh, I he's he's shown just tremendous um, defense for the Lakers. Lakers were playing great defense this year, and Anthony Davis was a big, big reason why. You know, Matt, my only I I fully understand why he's in the running. You know, a weird stat though about him is that apparently the Lakers were better on defense without him on the floor, but he had a great a great individual uh, defensive year. But apparently, like the numbers show that he would, they were actually worse with him on the floor defensively. 
which doesn't that's make a ton of sense. Though. That's because Caruso doesn't play with Anthony Davis. So they, that's true. Uh, that's true. The Caruso oh, factor. We didn't oh, even consider okay. that. Yeah, the Caruso that's on me. factor. That's on me to not even it's the cruise show factor. Um, but yeah, so I have Anthony Davis. Uh, but yeah, I totally understand if Giannis wins it. But those are the two that I think I was battling through. And I had a feeling someone was going to pick Giannis. I, I was like, I think Anthony Davis could win this award. All right, it's time for my pick. And I'm picking neither of those guys. Blasphemy. Now, pick is PJ Tucker what? simply because he plays center. You are. I don't care. Dude, I was no, like, I'm yo, kidding, I'm kidding. I, I I'm called kidding. on that one. I was like, all right, I'm gonna let him play this one out here. Let's see. I was like, what? If he was curious about that, I'm dude. Kidding. Like, I'm kidding. I'm about to say, okay, time to go. No, I'm kidding. I'm picking Giannis. I'm that's picking a good Giannis. choice. Only because, like, like you said, when Giannis is on the floor, even off the floor, they they don't miss a step. But when AD's on the floor, he he get like. Let me bring up the Rockets game for example. There is no way P.J. Tucker should be even contesting Anthony Davis, making anything hard for him. It shouldn't – that shouldn't happen. P.J. Tucker is 6'5". A.D. is 6'11". I feel like with Gian, I mean, Gian, you see Giannis, oh, my God. They're, what, are they the same height? Giannis, Giannis? I think Giannis is a legit seven. And I think AD's block ratio is better than Giannis's, yeah, I would right? I assume so. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just for perimeter post game. I just think Giannis deserves the award. Well, I'm, However, trying to, I'm, Matt, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. So PJ Tucker makes it harder on AD. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I just feel like AD doesn't deserve defensive player of the year. I mean, Tucker he's scoring against That's the Lakers. It. I'm not talking about the fact that that I'm just saying anytime you struggle with a player like that, to me, boy, wait, you wait, don't wait, deserve wait. Anthony, I, I don't Anthony think, Davis I don't struggled. Think okay. Yeah, you saying Anthony Davis struggled to defend you, PJ I'm, Tucker I, or the other way around? No, but how are, it's the other way around. Offense. You're just trying to hate on the Lakers. I can't give that man. I'm trying to understand you. I'm trying. I just don't. I can't give that man an award. I'm giving it to Giannis. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Hey, we're being open and honest. Another thing, too, actually, with that is that Rudy Gobert's in the running. And uh, that's a guy that – Oh, see, yeah, see, yeah, see I was saying. Mitchell oh, he don't get it no more. He, he, that's he what brought I'm saying. Corona into the, to the NBA. That's what he I'm saying. So, yeah, no, he gets nothing from us. Uh, guys, let's hit MVP real quick. Wait, wait, um, okay, hold up, hold up. Uh, the last game the Lakers and Rockets played, PJ Tucker thirty-five minutes, and he had six points. So I don't know how he's made it. it bad defense for for man. PJ Tucker is not a scorer. I'm talking about know, the but, other way around. When I know, but you're here. AD, you're, you're talking as if that, like you, we, it's a knock on Anthony Davis's defense because PJ Tucker was able to guard him on offense. I I I, I can't. I just I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's, no, it's okay. Now we know. It's literally it's it's a it's a Laker thing, and that's I fine. Cannot. Speaking no. of with the MVP no. talk, I'm sure that I'm sure we're going to be able to get away from the Lakers Rocket situation. I'm going to start out, guys, because I know what you guys are going to do already. Definitely not James Harden. Let's just make that known. 
Yeah, hey, you know, hold on. Now I'm going to go. No, I'm going to go Giannis, obviously, not. because that's who I think is just going to win. A lot of my choices today have been the guys who I just think are actually just going to win, as opposed to who I think deserves it. And I think Giannis does fully deserve it. Jordan Alexander would kill me if I said he didn't deserve it. Um, yeah, right, no, Giannis definitely next. has earned it. Le- I'm going to okay. go LeBron. Wow. Wow. Oh, a little plot twist there. Wait, because <laughs> at, at his age, at, at his age, what he's doing is remarkable. And I criticize LeBron a lot. I don't watch the Lakers as much as I probably should. But just when you when you see, like I said, when you see LeBron he's is what, 35, 36 yeah. right now? And he's still playing like he's in his early no, 20s. Streaming. If Giannis does win, like you said, it's because he, you know, he just, you know, they're going to give it to him. But this award can go either way. And I just feel like LeBron is very, he's just as Yeah, my, my heart is in it for LeBron for sure. I and you're right. I mean, third. Who? I got LeBron third. What'd you say? Really? So who do you have <laughs> I got second? Anthony Davis second and I got Giannis first. Oh, no. Boy, that's. Anthony Davis uh, outscored LeBron in 17 categories. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, that's that's not off at all. I think I think people are looking at a lot at LeBron's age and the fact that he's leading the league in assists at that age. Um, that his stats made like his scoring stats obviously took. Yeah. He's only averaging just over 25 um, compared to like Harden with 34 and you know all these guys that are have been scoring like crazy. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think Anthony, Anthony Davis has been the better overall player as far as uh, like stats go for sure well i mean you um, add anthony davis to the team and they're the first in the west you take them off the lakers yeah. didn't make the playoffs last year no you're right no that's totally fair and totally so when fair. i look at value i look at that jump but i still have Giannis first i said i got Giannis. yeah you said who i had second i had anthony davis second so i got Giannis winning mvp um that's why i i kind of spread it out i got i gave ad defensive player of the year and I gave Giannis MVP. Yeah, yeah, because Gian- yeah, Giannis. I think he's just his stats are just off the wall. And, and uh, you just look at this. Yeah, I don't. One, I don't want Jordan to beat me up. And two, yeah, you just look at the Bucks team. You look at the Bucks <laughs> team. You look at Giannis. You take Giannis off of this Bucks team, they are not nearly where they're at. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's how, that's how oh, I always look at valuable player. If I remove this player from the team, where's the team going to be? Okay, let me ask y'all a question in closing. So let's say Giannis towards ACL. I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm going to knock on wood for you. But let's say he towards ACL and he had to miss an entire season. Do the Bucks still make the playoffs? Yes, for sure they do. Because they play amazing defense. They play outstanding defense. I I think that a team can get by. I mean, it would be nice if they had, you know, somebody like, you know, who was better than Middleton as their second guy. That's where their weakness is, I think, overall. But they in the East, they're 100% making the playoffs, and they're in, like, the top five seeds for sure. Okay. They'll they'll make the playoffs, but they wouldn't be be above (laughs) six. So you think they'll still I be think better? I they would be better than the Magic. Right? So I think they would get the eighth spot. But I don't. Middleton's not a one. He's not a team that's going to lead you in the well in the playoffs. He's not. I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would have him at seven or eight seed at best. I just think of those guys. The the collection of talent they have, I think, is just good enough that if they all turn their dials up just a little bit more. 
and like like I said, defensively they are a, a fantastic team with or without Giannis. They are a, a fantastic defensive team, the best we've seen in a minute. I think that that would translate really well. It's just literally about if they could score the same way. I mean, Giannis does so much, obviously, and so I think that's why. Like, I, I get where you're coming from for sure, but I just I think that when defense can win you games like that, and I think that they could potentially do it. But we're not that far off. You said six, six, six seeds the highest. I said fifth, so we're not that far mm-hmm. off. Well, I just besides the magic, what I don't see them better than any other team. This is next year, so we're assuming the Brooklyn Nets are healthy because you said next year. So I don't see them better than any other team besides yeah. the Magic. No, but the Wizards, Wizards aren't. In the play- the Wizards, they're not in the top eight. They, they wouldn't make the playoffs. So they really not. So, so they Mag- be- if you have Magic at the uh, eight and Nets at the seventh, as it is right now. But next year, so assuming the Nets are healthy, yeah. I wouldn't have them above the Pacers or the Heat or the Sixers or the right so or the Raptors, that. yeah, or the Nets. Yeah, for sure. All I'm saying is, you know how there's certain guys who can sneak, like you know how like Budenholzer's like this, Nick Nurse has been like this, where under the table, their teams yep. and are very good. Now with Giannis, you're not really under the table at all, like you like Nick Nurse is in Toronto. But the fact Budenholzer's teams have always been good. When he was in Atlanta, they were good. And he and he like just got by, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just was winning. And then the moment the roster fell apart, he went to Milwaukee and was able to build up again. I think that he's such a good coach, and the defense would get them to a certain spot that would surprise us. And now, as far as them beating like a team like Brooklyn next year or these other teams in the playoffs, I have no idea because that's taking away Giannis is such a huge factor. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm more, I'm optimistic at their chances of at least competing. It'd be a tough out. It'd be like Indiana. You know, yeah, remember how Indiana was just grinding. Defensively, they had everybody. They were they worked well together. I think it'd be like that, where they're not going to get by those teams, but they're going to, you know, win two or three games in a series. All right. I agree. I think they will be a tough outing, but don't expect them to be in the second round. You know, I think you would be asking a team a lot to replace what Giannis does. And like you said, they are a great defensive team. Bledsoe will still be there. Middleton will still be there. However, you're going to be missing about 27, 12, and what, 8? That's what Giannis yeah. can give you on a night in night basis. So that production will be tough to get if Giannis did, in fact, get hurt. And let's be clear, Jordan, and any other Buck fan out there, I'm not wishing injuries on nobody. I just proposed the question because there's a lot of, of people not, saying dude. they know you don't have to say that they know that. <laughs> Other than Matt, you're, you're the last guy on the planet here that literally like, go out of your way to like, wish <laughs> wish harm on somebody like that. There's no Except way. for I think he said that with Anthony Davis. I'm, I, I don't know if he did. He muttered under his breath. No, respect. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, guys, as always, any questions, comments, concerns. Feel free to hit us up, fullcorepress82 at gmail.com, as well as Facebook in the SSAW group. Let us know what you guys think about our picks for the awards. You guys want to chime in, agree, disagree, give your own picks, and what have you. Let us know. Enjoy the sports that we are getting. Yeah, I think, I think next week here. we should do the – we we'll run through the first, second, third team. We'll pick our teams yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Just so you know, Pierre, I got Anthony Davis on my first team. Uh, Just so you know, he's on the third. No, I'm just kidding. On my first team, too. But uh, we thank you guys for listening. Later.